The title of today's post is Accidental Injury and Death, How and Why Tragedy Intersects with Poverty. According to the journalist Jesse Singer, who just wrote a book titled There Are No Accidents, The Deadly Rise of Injury and Disaster, Who Profits and Who Pays the Price? Quote, more people die by accident today than at any time in American history. The accidental death toll in the United States is now over 173,000 people a year. An accident injures 92 people every minute of the year and kills 20 every hour. The United States is one of the top 10 richest countries on earth by per capita GDP and certainly has one of the largest economies by all measures. So why does it have the highest accidental death rate among dozens of other wealthy nations? Perhaps it is because our country does not invest its money in our people and the services that care for them, especially for our most vulnerable populations. Elected officials have consistently tried to cut social safety net programs since their inception, and these cuts, plus elimination of programs altogether, are today's rallying cry for a good 50% plus of those we elect to govern. The countries who have much stronger social programs, including government-run medical coverage, have less poverty and much less accidental injury and death rates than the United States. According to journalist Jesse Singer's book, published in February, titled, There Are No Accidents, The Deadly Rise of Injury and Disaster, Who Profits and Who Pays the Price, not only does the United States have the most accidental injury and death compared to other rich countries, these injuries and death can be traced along economic and racial lines. The poor and minorities suffer more accidental injury and death than the wealthier and white population. This recent interview with Singer in the New York Times discusses her reasons for writing the book, which tragically were prompted by the death of her best friend, who was struck and killed by a drunk driver while riding his bike. She traces the history of accidental deaths in our country, which were drastically reduced after World War II, With the expansion of the social safety net, more comprehensive regulation, especially in the workplace, and the rise of unions. After 1992, accidental deaths started to rise. Singer blames it on the advent of deregulation in the Reagan era, which coincided with the decline of unions. Unfortunately, accidental injury and death are continuing to rise, and today, it seems to have a fascinating intersection with the last five years or more of deregulation and the defunding of regulatory agencies, allowing them to do only a fraction of their work. According to statistics presented in an article by the Brookings Institution, there was both a slashing of existing government regulation and a decrease in new rulemaking during the Trump administration by comparison to his predecessors. An analysis and analysis published in Government Executive explains why government regulation exists at all. Quote, regulations are among the stocks in trade of government. They are the tools through which the Environmental Protection Agency implements anti-pollution laws, 
the Interior Department enforces land use provisions, and the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau restricts payday lenders. The chief debates over regulation center on the philosophical and ideological (laughs) differences over government's responsibilities versus free market rights. Free market rights is an interesting concept. When I practiced environmental law, I heard a form of that argument from the regulated community endless times. If our company has to comply with these regulations, we'll go out of business, they cried. And I mean literally cried. The problem was that these regulations they were talking about prevented the companies from dumping raw sewage or toxic cancer-causing chemicals into the water, land, and air. I worked for nearly 15 years as an attorney for the Ohio Environmental Protection Agency and still never saw a point where companies just automatically factored in the cost of compliance into the cost of doing business. Instead, they fought regulation at every opportunity, and they still do. But these same regulations, and probably more so, those implemented by the Occupational Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, protect all of our country's residents from accidental injury and death. In the introduction to Singer's book, she explains why the word accident is no longer used professionally to describe how an injury or death is caused. Quote, the word accident erroneously implies that the injuries occur by chance and cannot be foreseen or prevented. End quote and she rightfully expresses outrage at the lack of accountability the driver who killed her friend expressed simply by using the word accident at his sentencing. Quote, words cannot express how truly sorry I am, he told the court, for this accident that happened. End quote. As Singer stated, this was, quote, the disbodied telling disembodied telling, as if the killer had nothing to do with the killing, end quote. When government regulation is stripped and government has little to no positive presence in our lives, there tends to be a lack of accountability among its citizens. This could mean anything from driving intoxicated to refusal to take a vaccine or wear a simple piece of cloth to protect fellow citizens against a deadly contagious disease. Are we a nation of rights? or, on the other hand, responsibilities to each other and the common good. Thomas L. Friedman, the Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist and author, an opinion columnist for the New York Times, elaborates on this idea in a piece published last month, focusing on the Spotify-Joe Rogan-Neil Young controversy. Friedman states, quote, this pervasive claim that I have my rights, but I don't have responsibilities, is unraveling our country today, and further explains that sentiment by arguing, when our trust in each other erodes, though, as is happening in America today, fewer people think they have responsibilities to the other, only rights that protect them from being told by the other what to do. End quote. I also believe that our trust in government and each other has eroded over the decades, sometimes for good reason. And this trust has to return if we want to unify our country and lift our citizenry to a higher plane of thoughtful living, 
to encourage and help all of our people to thrive rather than exist. I hope you'll share your thoughts in the comment section below. I would love to hear you, hear from you. And if you have not already become a free or paid subscriber, I certainly encourage you to sign up below. It just takes a minute. Uh, by the way, uh, because I've published this so late today, I'm quite tardy, um, I will not be publishing a Sunday evening reads tomorrow, but will return um, in the middle of next week with another piece um, that I hope you'll enjoy. Thank you very much for reading and listening.